So welcome to this panel. This discussion is Artistry in Focus, Empowerment Through a New Lens. I'm Lady Phoenix, and I'm super delighted to be here. Thank you, NFT Now, once again, for having us, and Lens Protocol for bringing us together to talk about Web3 Social and artist empowerment, and how we're using new tools to create new opportunities and new realities for ourselves. I'm incredibly fortunate to have these two brilliant creators. We have Emi Kusano and Heno. Welcome. Emi is a Tokyo-based visionary. She beautifully merges past and present aesthetics using AI. She started her journey as a street photographer. Her transition into AI-infused art has not only graced the covers of WWD Japan, but has also been involved in Christie's auction in collaboration with Gucci. She's the co-founder of Shinsei Galvers, a trailblazing NFT project that leverages AI and community-driven anime. That's tight. Her work challenges our perceptions of art and technology, and all of this together makes her a leading figure in the Web3 artistic movement. Please follow her and get to know her work a little bit more after this panel. Joining Emmy is Heno. He's a multi-talented artist, musician, producer, engineer, big boss man, community organizer. <laughs> and I think he's single, ladies. <laughs> Held as an early innovator in Web3 by Fortune magazine and recognized for his powerful aesthetic by colors. Eno is a vanguard in Web3 music, disrupting what we know to bring us a little something better. Together, they represent the leading edge of artistic transformation and empowerment through Web3. Today, they'll share their insights, their experiences, their visions for the future of art and music, and how we can become a little more free and lean into our sovereignty a bit as creators. Let's begin together with an inhale and an exhale. I'd like to sync the room together so that our minds and our ideas that we're silently having can have sex with each other and bring about something really beautiful. So in two, we're going to take an inhale and exhale together, and we'll do that two times. One, two. <sighs> Breathing is such a great gift. One more time. Wonderful. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being open to participating in that. Now, as our minds and hearts are synced, let's hold a vision for the future, talking about the rise of Web3 social and the various technologies that define Web3, which are blockchain, NFTs, social lenses leading that, and AI together, also known as dark technologies. Dark with a Q because the next is quantum. Together, these technologies represent a paradigm shift, a transformation for artists such as Emmy and Heno. I want to begin talking about a pivotal moment or a personal story in your career where you use Web3 to significantly impact your practice or a work that you are bringing forward. Let's start with you. Thank you. It's been an amazing journey, me and Web3. Um, I got to join uh, this Web3 movement in 2021, at that time, I was really frustrated. I cannot go to the abroad and I cannot uh, do exhibition. I'm also a musician too, and I can do any gig. Uh, so I was talking on the, um, what, what was that? The Twitter space, um, not the Twitter space, Clubhouse. Here we go. <laughs> so clubhouse all the time, and I just 
realized there's a crypto people and art art people talking to each other and what is NFT? What is NFT? And I was talking about NFT at my house all the time to my children. <laughs> and my son, he was back, he was eight back then. He asked me, I want to do NFT project with you. So I want to buy a Pokemon card. So we started an NFT project together. Uh, it's called Zombie Zoo. And it went viral because Steve Aoki bought it, three of them with six Cs, and it went viral in Japan. Like he, he must adopt it. And he's eight, he's, eight years old? He's eight. He's now 11. He has an exhibition and museum, youngest in the age. Yeah. <laughs> Proud mama moment. But because of my son's uh, success, I actually met my co-founder for anime projects, Shinsei Galvers. He was original collector of my son's artwork. Then I started uh, my AI art as well. And yeah, all the things happening, all the miracle brought me here. And I, I, I've been doing like content creation for a long time since when I was, I, I think 11 or 12, uh, I was making website with PageMail, which is, you know, PageMail. So, um, but I never really make money out of that. I, I couldn't really monetize my art, my music. I've been streaming my music on Spotify and Apple Music, and I, I could reach out lots of fans all over the world, but I never make anything. But now I'm a full-time artist, thanks to the Web3, the Central Edition. Yes. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta follow that up. Uh, <laughs> um, so I got into Web3, I want to say early 2021, and it was because one of my dear friends, Tara, who was sitting in uh, attendance and also a collaborator, was just like, it was early 2021 during the pandemic, was just like, you know, you need to know what Web3 is. And for me, uh, I, I come from traditional music, so I've been doing a lot in that space for a while and during the pandemic you know everyone's having questions of like how can we you know figure things out during the stillness and for me I just really sat and was like let me really understand what the underlying technology does um, beyond just like PFPs or the things during the bull that were really enticing for some so I spent like six months really just taking time learning and just organically tapping in with people just letting people know oh, like what you're doing is cool and just showed up and through that, I was getting opportunities to showcase work, um, and that led to me coming to Art Basel in 2021. Uh, well, I was NFT NYC beforehand, and funny enough, my first NFT event was an NFT Now event in Atlanta. Uh, well, they did coverage for it in Atlanta, covering black art, and uh, yeah, they were just like, you need to come to these events. Like, shout, So shout out to NFT Now, very much early, like supporting what I've been doing, and it was really at Art Basel um, at Zorotopia. Shout out to Latasha for Zorotopia. But I performed, and I remember starting a crowdfund for a concept album that I'm currently about to bring on chain. Um, but early then, I was kind of just shopping the idea and wanting people to understand this world I was building around surveillance. And I remember performing at Art Basel, and I had a QR code up at the end of my performance and was just like, if you like what you heard, please support. And I remember refreshing it, and I got like four ETH 
at the time when ETH was like three or four K and it was just like, whoa, like that I didn't realize that like when you really tell stories and really are intentional with um, how you approach blockchain and how you approach just building community, you know, your story can really resonate in a way that in traditional music, people are really like, where's the single, where's the, where's the marketing plan where people here are like, what is the intention behind what you're creating? Like, what are you ultimately trying to build towards? Is this a one-off thing? Do you have a roadmap? Like what is the whole kind of vision? And, um, I felt at home in Web3 in a way that uh, my story and the things I wanted to talk about that um, are a little polarizing sometimes uh, get championed in a way that made me want to really double down. And yeah, that was that art basil was really life changing and really opened my eyes to what this like space can really allow as far as like storytelling in different mediums. And that's grown into expanding in various things like vr or video games and tying music and all these crazy things so um happy to still be in the space especially during the bear because a lot of people did leave but i feel like this is the time when people really want to be in the space and it eliminates a lot of actors and a lot of people who have the wrong intentions or were onboarded incorrectly but yeah i would say that was probably like when it was like oh shit this is like this is for real like <laughs> so yeah What's super fascinating is that both of you reference Clubhouse. Yeah, so in the social media landscape, um, Clubhouse was that new thing, the thing that was disrupting and bringing people together. And, you know, holding conversations, building community through social is what actually led to the culture that we celebrate now. So, yeah, I'm stoked that you... I began talking about NFTs on Clubhouse, so if you don't know and building community and bringing people together. So I have a tear hanging there being like, oh, my children are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it, it, because NFTs also changed my life. I mean, this is not, we're not here for my story, but just I, I feel you guys, and it does make me emotional because it's that one thing that you were like, I'm in the right place at the right time, and finally. And so I feel like with social platforms and social platforms that are being birthed out of that, time of building community, Lens was a response to that, right? And so Lens has become a home for many people who are building in unique and creative ways and also a response to making social more creative, more empowering, right? Can you talk, uh, Emmy, about how you're using social media, specifically Lens, to continue telling your story and to share Galverse with everyone? Thank you. Um, so Galverse, is a anime project that um, we are um, is a crowdfunding project. Uh, we uh, had a sale last year. We sell uh, sell eight thousand eight hundred eighty eight gals um, ac across the galaxy. Uh, it's it's like it's Akira meets Sailor Moon aesthetic. Um, I always obsessed with cyberpunk anime in 90s and I love the Akira aesthetic ghost in the shell um, but one thing I frustrated about was women in cyberpunk anime are over object objectified and it's like a sexy android with no feeling so I want more badass women in the cyberpunk that's why we started Shinsei Galvers and we are really engaging community um, 
we had a uh, party uh, with Lens in um, Ether Global Tokyo, and we started using Lens as a um, kind of on social media. There's like my our Discord has a Lens channel, and we're sharing uh, Lens um, each other, and we kind of uh, we have a lots of digital asset um, that we are not gonna mint. Because uh, we are making, since we are making anime, there's so many tons of storyboard and script and lots of asset that will be interesting for fans. But sometimes uh, we are like hesitating for you know, um, minting s- too much. How do you use Lens in particular to sort of like tell the story? You mentioned that there's lots of things that you guys are creating. How mm-hmm. do you? synthesize everything that you create into a story or an offering for people on Lens? How do you use like social to do that? Um, so sharing work in progress is the best um, feature, uh, I think. And fans can collect uh, um, lots of uh, uh, scripts and also uh, scenery. And also we are sh- sometimes sharing um, like Doodle Rebel of the art, and what, what do you think? And everyone just mirror it, and it's it's been really amazing. Um, so if you had to like complete this sentence, social mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. is important because because um, it's assist my narrative. Yes, it's important. I I was growing up with a social media. I was sharing not only my contents, not only my art, but also my story. This is really important, and and I'm very um, sometimes I'm very worried about if I got too much on web to social media. What if they just ban like suddenly, or what if they shut down? Like, where's my followers gonna be? But if it's on the lens protocol, um, you can actually bring your followers, your fans, fan bases into another application. So, which is really fascinating. So, I, I'm I'm still newbie. Uh, I don't have a much follower than my ex and or Instagram yet, and he's really OG, and I'm learning from him. <laughs> he's really utilizing really. A cool way, and I'm still learning how to utilize. But um, I think it's a good thing to investing um, yeah. content creation. Like if you share on Twitter or X uh, or Meta, uh, you can still share um, like fan, um, fanet, uh, like work in progress contents on Lens at the same time. And yeah, it's been really amazing. Yeah, I know. How important is social media for you in building awareness for the, your projects? You have something uh, exhibited here mm-hmm. in the Gateway. Um, so not just only for kind of building awareness, but also building community, which you're known for, and kind of just overall telling your story. So just to zoom out really quick, one thing as I was learning Web3 was that um, when it comes to socials specifically and building community, it's uh, challenging when you're trying to bring people from one platform to another, at least with music, you also have DSPs and things like that. You're trying to bring your following from like people who are streaming you to bringing you to, you know, socials of the switch. 
Did you can say we mute e- the can we mute the audio for that? Um, Did you say ESPs or DSPs? DSPs like streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, things like that. So when I was coming into Web three, it was kind of a thing of well, Web three social made a lot of sense because when we're posting things on other social apps and in traditional like Web two, Twitter, Instagram, things like that, we signed all those terms and conditions, agreements, whatever. We just skimmed through that, but we don't own any of that IP. And for me, you know, part of artist empowerment and, you know, wanting to have digital sovereignty is the awareness of owning my actual IP. So similar to how I was seeing people on TikTok posting videos there, but then posting the same video on Instagram or you see videos on Instagram, go to Twitter. It's just like, wow, why, like why the next thing kind of makes sense to put it out on chain and own it. Um, so like that for me was something that kind of opened that up but leaning more into building community it was kind of understanding that i also don't want to like i didn't when i first got into web3 I, I was so bullish on trying to get everyone to get into web3 and i learned very quickly you kind of just have to meet people where they're at so when it came to using lens and 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 understanding how to engage with web3 social similar to what emmy said like we'll mint a bunch of things on chain but there are so many assets that get made from what we put out that we don't know what to do with some of these things. Like, you know, for instance, like we put out, as you can see behind me, uh, this is an entire um, VR first person video game with elements of uh, a pixel game. Uh, This was built in Unreal Engine, shout out Tara Moves. Um, And there's like a whole concept album called I'm Tired of Being Hyper Surveilled. So in us making a bunch of assets, sometimes it's like, oh, well we want to put some of these things like the the making of some of these things, like some of the sketches or the early ideations of what these things are. And people who want to have that more intimate relationship with creators can see some of the, you know, see how the sausages are made, you know, or see how like, you know, we're, we're actually cooking and what led to what is the polished thing. And um, I think ultimately I've been trying to just kind of build and create incentives because you can't really do that on Instagram or like on other social apps where I can identify, okay, these people are really pulling up and supporting. It's talking about streaming and DSPs, Spotify. You can have, you know, I got millions of plays this year, but I don't, I can't identify who those people are. I can't say thank you, Jake in Arizona for playing me 50 times. Let me give you something, you know? Whereas I realized with Web3 Social, it's like, cool, I can see who's minting myself or liking or supporting. And you know what? Let me airdrop you something. Let me say thank you. Let me have this direct-to-consumer relationship with the people who are showing up for me. And um, it's fun to approach Web3 Social because people are innately like, you know, like, uh, it's not alienating when you talk Web3 on, like, Lens. Like, sometimes if I'm talking to Web3 on Twitter, I see my web two audience is kind of lost in that. So when I'm on a web three platform like lens, I can really like chill or just share things and not feel weird about it. Cause people understand <laughs> what I'm doing or what I'm expressing. And it just shows to be another Avenue to own that the things and assets I'm already putting out in the world, but then also tell that story there and give people uh, different incentives um, and rewards for, supporting me um so those are just some examples you spoke about um kind of like owning and controlling your content 
Can you speak, maybe both of you speak a little bit more about um, how, you make a how you make decisions around what to monetize in on Lens? Because you can monetize on Lens. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think that that's kind of where the fun comes in. I feel like I, I like to gamify things in a way that I don't also don't like to repeat the same thing twice. So sometimes it just takes some experimentation of let me put this on Lens. Uh, sometimes I'll do things like... I did a campaign for 30 days where I put out a beat for 30 days straight and had them as free collects for my audience. So anyone that collected them, whichever ones got collected the most, I would go back and make a full song with those records and then put those on chain and then put those people on the allow list. Like little things like that so people can feel like, wow, like I picked a beat and you made a whole record and now I have this personal relationship with your record. Like... Those are just examples of things I've experimented just with on Lens. And it, so, it, it, it serves as, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it sounds like you're able to freestyle your decision-making yeah. in a way that continues to sort of like benefit you. Whereas it, you freestyle some stuff on like Instagram or whatever other X, you might get taken down. And also, <laughs> and also like with algorithms, it's like if I post something at the wrong time, like what some of my audience may not see it in web two whereas like if i'm posting something on chain it's always going to be there so people will see it if they see it if they don't they can revisit it um i feel like it's easier to engage or communicate in that way but there's also fun in just experimenting and i feel like especially during a bear it's, it's really fun to experiment because there's no rules like what, if it works it works if it doesn't try something else what's what tools specifically we'll we'll go to emmy what tools specifically around monetization do you use I, i'll start with emmy and then hit i know what tools on lens that lens offers in terms of because i don't use lens but mm -hmm. all the cool people i know use lens and so now after this pen i'm like maybe i should try lens um so i'm curious about the tools that you're using for monetization oh uh Obe, the app um i'm using I just wanted to say, like your your story was really eye opening. I've learned so much from you. I I think I I want to utilize more. Um, but uh, speaking about my art career, uh, I've been doing AI art since this year. Um, uh, I've been like AI art is like I generated thousands of images and creating like one of one of them. And you're using Midjourney or Stable Diffusion? I use uh, lots of different tools. Uh, Stable Diffusion, Midjourney, Runway, and just choosing like one for one-on-one. -on -one. But um, there's like something, uh, work in progress. This is, um, this is a dress I made it in Midjourney. This is like a first prototype of my art. Maybe I can share it on Lens. And also, um, I sometimes um, playing with Midjourney just for fun, not for my art. It's more like a diary um, I wanted to share in, on social. Um, that was a really fun moment. I tried to recreate um, some kind of scenery I've seen uh, as a diary. I posted on Lens. Uh, it was getting viral and many people collect that and it was free and open edition and it was really f fun to reach out new type of collector bases yeah 
What do you do with the data that you receive from Lens regarding your collector? Like, is, like you mentioned the guy in Arizona, or I don't know if that was a real example, but um, what do you guys do with that data? How do, how do you use it to draw closer to your collectors or for your overall sort of like audience, which for many people is their new family? Yeah, so um, I feel like for me, I one thing that I also recognize with Lens is that with different platforms that you have that are more like marketplaces, it's interesting. I'm big on like intersection of not only like platforms, but of networks, uh, just trying to see how you can innovate or just experiment with, with new things. So being able to like embed NFTs that I would mint on Zora or Sound XYZ or Base and be able to cross that with Lens was always like kind of cool to... Because that's what these real decentralization to me feels like is when we aren't focused on trying to promote one platform, but how can we experiment and grow and cross pollinate um, in, in, in a myriad of ways. So, but also to speak to tooling, um, I personally like the ability to have free collects. So like people who just want to collect stuff um, have for a limited amount of time or I'll do certain collects only for my followers which I think is a cool thing um, to incentivize people who like your art, but if you want to collect it, you have to at least follow and engage with me. Um, and there's reward in that. And um, I think that it doesn't have to be, I don't know, for me, like that at a, as a basic point is, is, is cool. And then being able to take that data or that information and zoom out and see, okay, well, who's really been showing up this year? Like uh, I combine that with, where I'm minting other places and can kind of build more of a larger CSV to then know if I'm doing something on another platform, how can I bring the people who are like here who are already supporting? How can they continue to get be a part of this this vehicle or this roadmap for for where I'm taking things? And let me ask you, we know that Emmy uses AI. Do you use AI in music? No, not really. But okay. I support the use of AI. I think to to a certain extent. Um as a musician, I think it's cool, especially with production, like being able to manipulate and create different sounds if you're uploading already, uploading sounds and, and generating different things. But one area of ethics with AI, specifically in music, that I look at sometimes is when, um, you know, I'm gonna be kind of candid. Uh, sometimes when black voices are used or black art is used in a way that feels a little you don't have to be nervous in saying that sure yeah, okay just let the tension out your shoulders relax yeah. your jaw and speak it out i kind of don't like seeing like there was a video that i saw of like a white man using kendrick lamar's voice to rap a, a thing that he wrote and it was very much like it felt like blackface but it felt like black voice and i was just was like this kind of rubs me a certain way and sometimes as a black artist, I've experimented with AI and seen my art get manipulated in a way that looks very, you know, I've seen me get iterated into a white figure. I've seen that with me playing with generative art. with, And I think that that's something as we, it's, there's nuance with AI. And there's a lot of things that, like, we have to have conversations around training AI better so that, like, there aren't these type of discrepancies. Well, um, I think it's also just an overall ethics issue with, yeah. with the user. And I wanted to talk to Emmy really quickly about the importance of like 
tracking and attribution and how and provenance and how you're doing that with Galverse and your other works, whether it be fashion or anime. Thank you. Yes, and I, I, will, I will also wanted to comment that uh, you mentioned uh, AI is really stereotypes. I, I really resonate. Uh, I'm also struggling to show like specific Japanese niche culture um, to generate. I have to hack. I have to uh, say the prompt uh, um, doesn't exactly how I describe it. Uh, but like, I have to tinker a little bit. You have to be mindful of like how <laughs> you're writing the prompt to yes. and like work against the curve almost mm -hmm. in a way. But AI has been really empowered me a lot. Uh, uh, speaking about my content creation, um, and also speak about the the tracking and the attribution. Tracking AI attribution. Yeah. Do you ever use references? So you 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 all were talking about sort of like the prompt engineering. Mm -hmm. I call it the grand technical poetry mm -hmm. of AI. We really have to have a poetic sort of indirect um, sort of way of, of putting these prompts in in order for the AI to understand, mm -hmm. right? It's a conversation with a friend almost yes. or, or a colleague. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that what you're communicating is very clear and direct so that there are no misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if you are thinking, you know, um, Carrie Mae Weems in photography, you put... Carrie Mae Weems like, mm -hmm. you know, and then something, something prompt. Yeah. How do you, do you in your work rather attribute um, or, you know, track, have a, a spreadsheet of, uh, I use these references to create mm -hmm. this work, right? Because mm -hmm. that's really important when we think about who's inspiring us mm -hmm. and making sure, because when people are inspired by our work, mm -hmm. we want them to shout us out or have an asterisk to say, this is, Imi Kusano's work, this mm. sound or this beat is Heno, mm. right? That's what we're working towards as artists, to have to stand out our own names and yeah. our own work uh, and, to, and to leave a legacy, right? Yes. So how, and maybe you're not thinking about it, maybe you are just curious to know, um. there are no right or wrong answers, how you're thinking about attribution and sort of like tracking any references uh, that are not your original creation, but that as you mentioned, Heno, we have to train these models better that are pulled from the work of other artists. And they're, and they're, oh, sorry. Uh, let's, let's get him in yeah. first, yeah. Uh, yes, there's so, um, there's so much misconception of AI. AI is not stealing something, but AI is learning how it consisted. So, um, I use AI, um, I, I, I sometimes ask ChatGPT to um, um, revise my prompt to make it better. And also, I use my, um, I, I use large language model, but also uh, mixing with my Rolla, which is like learning my face on and a combine. I think I put my face as a signature that way. Like, it can be my work as well, but... What if uh, someone stole your face? Would you want them to attribute that asterisk, <laughs> Emi Kusano's face? Um, or Emi Kusano referenced or inspiration or... No, I'm, I'm okay to reference. I, I think... With no attribution? No, I think it's more important to have um, 
context and narratives are more important. So, um, yeah, it, it's. Would you care if it was on chain or not? Is that where is that where you're sort of like I'm drawing um, the line? Put it on chain. Yeah, that would be really interesting that to have like my attribution and trace is on a chain, and I can see some of the work um, inspired by me, and that would be really interesting. But I, I, I honestly don't care. Like if you learn about my lamb by my art, I'm more scared to. Advertising agency just randomly referencing my work. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> you, the specification isn't who's referencing it. Yeah. Right? It's how and if there's an attribution. And right now, you know, there there is a lot of discussion from artists about that. Yeah. Your face in the future, mm -hmm. people may sign up on an app that would be scary. To, to get your face because they're being reborn in somebody's metaverse, in the metaverse of their choice, but they want to look like you and because they wish that they, they were the type of artist you are. Or she's maybe advertising like really weird... Are you the new... Shady stuff. Not shady, or beautiful, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, like, so, what if someone used my skin face with really bad thing? Right. That's or, something I was scared of. Or someone can sell their likeness. Yes. Right? So... We're doing that anyway with Web2 with no, no ownership, no connection to our audience, and also no say mm -hmm. on how the greatest data there is, yep. ourselves, mm -hmm. our ourselves. likeness, our face, our being, is kind of being traded yeah. by large corporations mm -hmm. for gain. So I think just in connection to you know empowerment and social mm -hmm. and AI and how all of these technologies combine together, as an artist mm -hmm. and as a curator and just as a as a real life flesh and blood human being shout me out attribute yep. me let That's say true. i was here because mm -hmm. these technologies you know i think we're moving to a period where we're sort of have this the family tree of humanity is a mm -hmm. merkle tree yeah. right the the tree of creativity is a merkle tree yeah. we can see where these references are in time yeah. because often they'll be on chain hopefully mm -hmm. um or they'll use the nft and blockchain technology to say i was inspired by this so much is changing in palestine whole buildings are burning down whole mm. whole communities of people are being disappeared mm. right so yeah. i think having a what blockchain enables and especially like a platform like Lens, it enables us to have that thumbprint. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you were thinking about it. You were yeah. saying, just take my face. You're gorgeous. I might want to borrow you <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me rephrase it. I, I'm very okay someone uh, referenced my aesthetic of the art, but I want my ownership of my own body or, yeah, my personal information. Yeah, your you know? personal data. Yeah. Um, just to piggyback on that, it, it, when in relation to music, it's interesting because similar with uh, just kind of those nuances with AI. I mean, we've seen it with the the Drake Weekend record that like went viral, um, and at first Universal was like, "No, we're we're like cease and desist, all this stuff." But a few months, you know, time went by and the record was doing well. So then Universal agreed, "Okay, like." we figured out a way to make this a thing because we figured out how to make money off of this. But it's like we're starting to see that just emerge and normalize in a way that um, is interesting. And speaking to your point of like 
like allowing certain uses to a certain extent. Like we've seen Grimes was an example of artist that's like, hey, you guys can sample me or use me in AI. But not freely. Not freely. You're, you can do a split. Like, we're sharing. We're sharing prosperity with yeah. each other. And I think that that is an interest. I mean, I don't know if I would do that per se, but I think that is very interesting. Um, that like you're gonna start. We're starting to see artists like embrace AI. And again, I think it's a tool at the end of the day. Like you're only as good as the prompts that you write with Ooh. AI. So. Wait a minute. You're only as good as the prompts you create. So then let me ask you, because we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. If we're only as good as the prompts we create, mm-hmm. then what type of legacy are you using? Or what type of legacy do you want to leave using Web3, AI, these emerging technologies? Now, make well, before you answer, make sure this prompt is fire, because this is being memorized. We're oh, going to remember sure. you forever. So. Forever. In, in that context. When, yeah. it, when it comes to legacy, honestly, for me, it ultimately comes down to making purposeful work, sharing personal stories and context, but having universal conversations with personal context. Like, this is why I think the way that I do. But also, this, the work I make isn't solely about me. Um, and I think that that's the type of legacy I want to have where people can look at my work and say, wow, like, he's talking about very polarizing things like, surveillance or death or like the black experience or talking about things that really matter to him but you know standing unwavering with that i think that's the legacy i want to have and owning it all on chain okay work so you're saying that the legacy what i hear you saying is the legacy that you want to leave is one where you where the multiverse remembers you for being someone who's principled who stood on a square to talk about difficult things and our own business who was an entrepreneur, who was very successful. He understood that data rights are human rights. He understood that Web3 offers sovereignty. So he used all these tools and technologies to better his life, but also leave generational wealth, not only in the form of money, but in the form of ideas and creativity, thusly seeding a future of very creative, empowered people. Absolutely. Work. You, you, you <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Amy, I, same question. What type, how do you want the, the multiverse to remember you? What type of legacy do you want to leave for in music and art? And how will you use, how do you want to use or how will you use Web3, AI, these emerging technologies to do so? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think Web3 social or like NFTs, the good thing about is very multidisciplinary. Um, you know, there is a, people from fashion, people from music, people from art, people from business, like they're all gotten together in one place and talking about and discussing about like how we utilize this blockchain. Um, how, do, how do we think about privacy? How do we think about ethic? Which is really important. Before like Socialify or web, like NFT art, was not there. There are only people who are talking about finance and technology. I, I wasn't there. I, I wasn't, I didn't have a Bitcoin back then. And I didn't, I'm not, I wasn't tech survey enough. Uh, but this is like really most diverse community. And all of you guys are still early, early adapter, innovator. And we are discussing about how we going to, success to the decentralization i think that's something i want to keep it up and it's 
it comes with AI and Web3 both. And do you think, like, in your legacy, how would you want people to remember you? What I Remember me? Mm-hmm. Um, and are you using Lens? You mentioned Lens being a diary earlier. Yes. Do you think you're sort of, like, doing that now, helping people to remember you through using Lens as kind of this personal creative diary? Yes, personal creative diary. So I'm human. I'm going to be die in a hundred years. I don't know. Um, but please remember me. And Web3 was already... Web, web, maybe there's no word like Web3 anymore, but I think it's important the human behind, even like if it's AI creation or random generated PFE, like there's a human behind there. There's a narrative why we created Galvers, why we created this AI art. So, yeah, that's the legacy I want to keep it up. So what I hear you saying is you want to leave a legacy where people understood that you can use tools such as Lens yeah. as a personal way to connect not only with the people who already collect your work, but mm-hmm. with new audiences. Yeah. And you want these new audiences to know and understand that there are tools tools to use for more freedom, Mm -hmm. tools that we can use to enhance and elevate and share more of our humanity, Mm -hmm. and tools that we can use so that people remember us. If they connected with what we're doing, such as Galverse, which takes the kind of over-sexualized version of anime women or anime girls and humanizes and centers stories more than just boobs and booty and a nice smile. Mm -hmm. You want them to know that there are empowered humans women humans yeah. who are behind this, who are giving more light to how we think about ourselves, but also each other's, to get beyond stereotypes and to get on board with pure creativity and offering from the heart. It takes a lot to use social platforms as your personal diary, but also use it as a way um, to lend more liberty, a liberatory practice in the way that we're using social pra- platforms. I hope that's the way we all sort of connect with these platforms. and. Thank you for being here. I'm Lady Phoenix. This is Emmy Cusano and Heno. It's been wonderful being in conversation.